It's August 1st, 2022, at about 8.30 in the morning, when a passerby driving along County Road 34 in Alabama sees a little girl who's walking alone. We're going to call this little girl Sophia. The passerby approaches 12-year-old Sophia, and she appears to be very disoriented, in distress, and then they notice that she's actually intoxicated. Just by looking at her, they can tell that something is very, very wrong. 911 is called and the county sheriffs come to evaluate the situation. They notice that little Sophia has marks on her wrist that are consistent with her being restrained. So they try to talk to her and it's clear that they just need to get her medical attention right away. Soon it comes to light that Sophia had made some pretty badass moves that morning before leaving her house, which was super close to where that passerby had stopped to help her. What Sophia had accomplished that morning is something that some adults could never find the courage to do. No one knew this, but Sophia had been held hostage inside of her house, and that morning, she escaped all by herself. The man that had been keeping her prisoner inside of their trailer was not a stranger to her. It was actually Sophia's mom's boyfriend, 37-year-old Jose Paulino Pascual Reyes. Jose was in the United States illegally, having immigrated into Alabama not too long ago. Little Sophia had been tied to a bedpost by her wrists for over a week. For over a week, she was tortured, sexually abused, beat over the head, and Jose would keep her intoxicated by giving her tequila. That way, she was too impaired to ever escape. Sophia, though, was desperate to get free and desperate for safety that morning. Sophia chewed her way through the restraints that Jose had her tied up with, and as soon as she was free, she booked it for the roadway looking for someone to help her. That same evening, about 30 miles away from where Sophia was found, authorities closed in on Jose, who was at a job site in Auburn, Alabama. They arrested him on one count of first-degree kidnapping. Authorities could not have prepared themselves for what they were about to see once they executed the search warrant back at the trailer. The trailer was home to Jose, Sophia, Sophia's mom, and brother. When authorities walked into the trailer, they were absolutely gutted. The place was trash. It stunk so bad they could barely stand it. There was shit everywhere. And as they moved around the trailer looking around, they thought that some of the stains that they saw on the floor and on the walls could possibly be blood. Sheriffs came upon the bed that Sophia had been held captive in for over a week, not leaving much to the imagination as to what Sophia had endured over the past several days. The inside of the trailer was just a living hell, and the nylon stockings that Sophia had been tied up with were still on the bedposts. The floor was littered with trash. There was used condom wrappers everywhere, Rice Krispie Treat wrappers everywhere, a ton of water bottles. It was obvious that Sophia had been surviving on water and Rice Krispie Treats like the whole time that she was being held captive. As authorities continued their search for Sophia's mom and brother, that's when they came upon the decomposing body of a female that was stuffed into a suitcase behind a makeshift wall inside the trailer. The sheriffs were devastated, but they kept pressing forward, hoping that Sophia's brother hadn't met the same fate. But in a search of the brother's room, authorities did find what they believed was a blood stain. And a dresser that was inside the room was missing some of the drawers, which they thought was really odd. 
there were bags and bags of women's purses, clothing, and shoes that were placed near that suitcase that was found. And when they looked inside, all of the stuff was super new, like nothing that you would throw out at all. It appeared that Jose was trying to rid the trailer of anything belonging to Sandra. I guess that way if somebody came looking for Sandra, he can just say she moved. I don't know. A second search warrant was issued shortly after that first one. Authorities needed to dig deeper into that trailer in hopes of finding Sophia's brother or any evidence that would point them in the direction of where her brother could be. And as awful as this is, they also needed that second warrant to assist them in finding the missing body parts of Sandra. Not all of her was inside of that suitcase. Investigators ended up removing the floorboards, which exposed concrete underneath the trailer, concrete that should not have been there. And once they flashed their flashlights down underneath the floor of the trailer, they noticed human remains that were sticking out of different areas of these big blocks of concrete. This made sense to them, though, as weird as this sounds, because earlier they had found a receipt for 10 50-pound bags of concrete that was just purchased days before. It would take authorities and the medical examiner hours and hours to remove all of the mutilated body parts from those concrete blocks. The scene was messy, as you could imagine, and the coroner handled that scene with so much care. They didn't want to disturb, disrupt, or destroy any evidence. Everyone involved wanted to ensure that justice would be served in this awful case for everyone involved, but especially for little Sophia. Outside in the yard, more body parts would be found in the fire pit that was really close to the trailer. And not too far from the fire pit were those missing pieces of Sophia's brother's dresser. It's not clear if Jose was trying to use it for firewood or if he was trying to burn evidence. When Jose was questioned, he admitted to the murders through an interpreter. He said that he smothered Sandra with a pillow after finding her inside of his bed with his best friend, but he wasn't able to give any excuse or explanation as to why he killed her son. Only saying that he killed the boy only using his own hands and feet. Prior to the killings, Jose had reached out to his boss on July 21st, letting his boss know that he had to take an emergency leave of absence to deal with a family issue at a state. His boss was super accommodating, allowing Jose to take a full five days off. So Jose was off from the 21st until the 26th when he returned. The date of the murders, according to the court records, was said to have happened on July 24th. X-rays of the corpses would reveal that Sophia's brother had a jigsaw blade broken off into his torso and multiple nails from a nail gun embedded in his head. Both Sandra and her son showed horrific blunt force trauma injuries to their head. A luminol test inside of the trailer would show blood splatter everywhere. Jose had attempted to clean up the crime scene, but he didn't do a very good job. Although there were a lot of brand new cleaning supplies found inside. And he didn't do a very good job masking the smell. Obviously, when authorities walked in, they were just like hit in the face with it. And that's probably because he tried to mask the smell using fabric softener beads. Definitely not what those are intended for. 
Jose had already been deported once. Sandra was also in the country illegally and had requested asylum through the courts, but her case hadn't been heard yet. It's believed that she had only been in the United States and living in that trailer since February. There were others that were also in that trailer. Like I said, there were people that came in and out all the time. But authorities were confident that no one was there at the time of the murders and no one witnessed Sophia being held hostage. No one was involved in any of it. Jose just executed all of this on his own. The Tallapoosa County Sheriff's called Little Sophia a hero. Her finding the strength and courage to escape her captor and to come forward with all of the information needed to arrest Jose was just incredible. I just can't imagine her living through all of the things that she went through and still having the courage to break herself free and come forward. You are one tough cookie, Sophia. Sophia went into the custody of the state thanks to her courage and multiple agencies like the U.S. Marshals, FBI, Department of Homeland Security, and all of the local agencies who participated in this case to ensure an arrest and justice for Sophia, Sandra, and Sophia's little brother. Sophia's court-appointed attorney said that she's doing well considering losing her family and everything that she has gone through. Jose is still awaiting trial. He is being charged with kidnapping, two counts of capital murder, and two counts of abuse to a corpse. So we shall see what this piece of shit is sentenced to, hopefully very soon. Thank you guys so much for joining me today for episode 95 of Those Murder Girls podcast. I will see you back here next week with a brand new episode. Bye, guys.